Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Now, sometimes folks don't want to take the responsibility to themselves. Yet that's where the responsibility is. It's a whole lot easier to put it off on the Lord and say, Lord, if you want me to do that, then you open the door. If you don't, then you shut it. It's easier to do that than to wait on God until you know the answer on the inside of you. Sometimes it takes times of waiting to hear the inward witness. We are so busy physically and mentally that spiritual things are indistinct to us. It's easier to get quiet with your body than to get quiet with your mind. You know, you can make just as much noise with your mind as you can with your hands and feet. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, How You Can Know the Will of God by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagin's classic message. The Word of God said, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now somebody said, Well, yeah, but now, Brother Hagin, didn't God lead Gideon? Didn't Gideon put out a fleece? Sure he did. But you see, we're not living in the day he lived in. We're not living under the covenant he lived under. We have a new covenant established on better promises. It doesn't say anywhere in the New Testament that Peter or Paul or any of the apostles ever told the people to put out a fleece before the Lord. In fact, this practice is most dangerous. For we put the fleece out in this sense world in the area where Satan is God. Second Corinthians 4, 4 said Satan is the God of this world. Uh, remember, I'm teaching this week on guidance or how to know the will of God. Right at the moment, we're talking about guidance to the inner man. Now, as we said, Romans 8.14 said, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Too many times when God is trying to bear witness with our spirits, trying to guide us through our spirits, we won't listen because we want something else such as a vision or an angel. Then again, for guidance, some people will put out what they call a fleece uh, before the Lord. Once when I tried out for the pastorate of a church, I put out a fleece before the Lord, and my fleece was that if the congregation voted me in 100% to become their new pastor, I would accept this as the will of God. Now, I got every vote and accepted the pastorate. But as I said, I got fleeced. That was the most miserable time I ever spent in my life. I lost all anointing to preach. While preparing my sermons, I would feel as if fire would set up my bones. But the minute I stepped inside the church door for services, it was as if someone had poured a bucket of cold water on me. You see, I was out of the will of God. I was only in His permissive will. And that don't work. It just won't work right when you're only in the permissive will of God. Somebody said it's sort of like washing your feet with your socks on. Now, that was the only time I ever missed it as a pastor in taking a, a pastorate of a church. In other churches that I accepted and pastored, I didn't put out a fleece. I didn't get every vote that was cast sometimes. But I knew on the inside of me, by that inward witness, by that inward voice, that what I was doing was the will of God, and I did it. Now, sometimes folks don't want to take the responsibility to themselves. Yet that's where the responsibility is. It's a whole lot easier to put it off on the Lord and say, Lord, if you want me to do that, then you open the door. If you don't, then you shut it. It's easier to do that 
than to wait on God until you know the answer on the inside of you. Sometimes it takes times of waiting to hear the inward witness. We are so busy physically and mentally that spiritual things are indistinct to us. It's easier to get quiet with your body than to get quiet with your mind. You know, you can make just as much noise with your mind as you can with your hands and feet. Sometimes when you try to sleep, though your body is relaxed and quiet, though you're not making any noise with your hands and feet, your mind's still noisy, it's still churning with the day's activities, ideas, and plans, or worries, or anxieties about the future. Now here is an area in which we can use praying in other tongues to great advantage. Remember there in 1 Corinthians 14, 14, where Paul said, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. Well, while praying with your spirit, your mind, you know, it'll sometimes it'll go wandering off on other things. And it used to take me an hour to get my mind quiet. But I found that the best way to pray is to pray with other tongues. When you pray with other tongues, get your mind on Jesus. Just picture him, in other words, there at the right hand of the Father listening to you. And then when your mind grows quiet, you become more conscious of your own spirit and spiritual things. Which, when praying in other tongues and worshiping God, your spirit is in direct contact with God, who is a spirit and the father of spirits. Because your mind's not active, it doesn't come out of your head, but out of your heart. You see, when you pray with tongues. If we would train our spirits, we would know inside us, with a yes or a no, just what to do in every area of life, even in the minor incidents or details, so to speak. You see, we spend practically all of our entire lifetime in the mental and the physical realms. We develop our heads, and a lot of time at the expense of our hearts. The knowledge of our intellects have taken the throne in our lives, and our spirits, which should guide us, are kept locked away in prison, so to speak, and are not permitted to function. That inward witness is seeking to give guidance to our minds. We all know that there are a thousand and one things that we had never done if we had listened to what that inward witness was trying to tell us. We would not have invested and lost money in certain ventures. Uh, we would have never chosen certain persons as our companions. I'm not referring just to marriage partners, but to certain people that we get involved with. If we had listened to inward witness, we'd never gone into business with certain people. To define this inward witness in simple terms, as you are thinking along a certain line and contemplating what to do, as you pray about it, if there is a check in your spirit, a something on the inside that tells you not to do that, that's an inward witness. Sometimes you have to wait a little while to get quiet enough to recognize it. Someone once asked me, how can I tell whether it's my own spirit or the Holy Spirit telling me to do something? I pointed out the scripture that said, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. God said he was going to use your spirit. That man then replied, but it may just be me that's wanting to do it. Now you ought to be able to tell whether it's the flesh, the outward man that is wanting to do it, or the inward man. I said if it's the inward man, it's all right, because the inward man is born anew and is a new creature. Old things have passed away, behold, all things become new. The inward man has the nature and the life of God in him. If you're spirit-filled, the inward man has the Holy Spirit making his home in you. It isn't the inward man of a Christian that wants to do wrong, it's the outward man. 
in John's epistle, he talks about the seed of God abiding in this inward man that he cannot sin. You know, 1 John 3, 9, whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. Another translation said does not practice sin. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he's born of God. This inward man has the nature and the life of God in him because he's born of God. Physically, we are born of our human parents and we partake of their nature. We often hear people say, he's just like his daddy, or she looks just like her mother. Spiritually, we are born of God and partake of his nature. Second Peter 1 4 said, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. Now Peter also said we are born of the word of God, 1 Peter 1, 24. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. We are born of the word of God. Then as we feed upon God's word, we are made partakers of the divine nature. We know it is not the nature of God to do wrong. Therefore, if a person is really a Christian, a desire to do wrong is not in his spirit. It is this outward man he is having to deal with. Now let's look at a, a biblical illustration of this inward witness as we read in Acts 27. The story of Paul on board the ship to Rome to appeal his case before Caesar. Now notice Acts 27 verses 9 and 10. Now when much time was spent, when sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them, and said to them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the lading in the ship, but also of our lives. Now notice Paul didn't say, The Lord told me that it's going to be this way. It doesn't say that the Spirit of God said to him, he just simply said, I perceive. I perceive. Who is the real I? It's the spirit man, the man on the inside. Paul didn't perceive it mentally. He didn't perceive it physically. But in his spirit, he had this witness. I remember a number of years ago, a family went out to eat. While they were eating, they suddenly had a feeling. They perceived that they needed to rush home. They heard and finished their meal and rushed home. They found that an emergency had arisen and they were able to do something about it because they perceived in their spirit, just as Paul had said, I perceive this. Notice that Paul simply spoke what he perceived. He didn't threaten them if they didn't listen to him. No doubt they wished later that they had listened. I've had folks who didn't listen to me, but they later wished they had. You can't make people do things. God didn't tell us to force them. Some people issue dire warnings and threats. If you don't listen to them, do what they say to do. Uh, these people have the wrong spirit. These things must be used in the spirit of love. Paul states in 1 Corinthians 13 that the spiritual gift can be used apart from love. And uh, though they may bring blessing to some, they are not as they should be. People would be so much more effective if they would act in love when they do have something from God. Here again in Acts 27, verse 20, 21, we read, And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was taken away. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me. Now that was a bold statement. 
Paul said, you should have listened to me. He didn't say you should have listened to the Lord. He said you should have listened to me. He didn't say the Lord told me. He said, I perceive. You should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed some creek and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Praise the Lord. We are speaking to you on how you can know the will of God or how that God guides you through your spirit or the inner man. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Call now to get this month's special offer. Two CDs, How You Can Know the Will of God by Kenneth E. Hagen, plus the single CD and mini book, Where Do We Go From Here by Ken Hagen. These three items together are just $19.95. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. Well, January enrollment for Raymond Bible Training College is underway. Yeah. So if you're interested in learning more about the Word of God or just interested in growing with God, yes, yes, our yes. Phil call to the ministry. Hey, it's time to enroll in Raymond Bible Training College. Yeah, just go to, to rbtc.org. That's what I was fixing to say. During this holiday season, we invite you to come see the Rama Christmas Lights. Over two million lights illuminate the Rama campus in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, nightly through January 1st. For more info, go to ramabiblechurch.com slash Christmas. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, How You Can Know the Will of God. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.